Wasn't that fun singing those songs? I like singing those songs. Okay, treasure now, as you know, when we're talking about real treasure, is that real treasure? No. Hang on. Is that real treasure? Yes, that's real treasure. The Bible is the real treasure. And we found out that some of the most valuable things in the world are actually Bibles. But all Bibles are treasure because in the Bible, we learn about a God who loves us, don't we? And a God who's always there for us. And so we can get to know that God. So that makes the Bible a real treasure. And we've been having a look at some of the things that are in this treasure. For example, look at this diamond. It says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I won't fear anything bad, for you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. So even though things look really bad, do we have to be scared? Why not? Who's there with us? That's right. Hey, isn't that a good promise? I reckon that's a real diamond of a promise. Okay, let's see if we've got another one here we looked at. Ah, remember this one? The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will... Right, he'll never leave you. That's not ever. If he's not ever going to leave us, that means he's always going to be with us, doesn't it? And so he says, do not be... That's right. We do not have to be afraid or discouraged because God will never leave us. He's not a friend to you. He's our friend all the time. And remember... God has plans for us, doesn't he? Are they good plans or bad ones? They're great, aren't they? And he has plans to prosper us, to make our lives better and to give us a hope and a future. And they're the promises we looked at. They're real treasures. But do you know, the Bible, like a chest full of treasure, has lots of treasures in there, lots of promises And one of my favourites is this one. If we confess our sins. Now, sins are when we do something bad. What do we mean by confess our sins? Have any of you ever done something bad and felt sorry about it afterwards and wished you hadn't done it? Have you ever had that happen? I've had it happen. Any of you? So you know what I'm talking about? Well, when you feel like that, What you do is if you've hurt somebody, you apologise to them and then you say, God, can you forgive me? And what's the promise there? He is faithful and just to forgive us. And when he forgives us, what he says is, oh, we've done this bad thing and we feel bad about it. And God says, don't worry. It doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. And does that make you feel better if he says that? Hey, what about this next one, though? He says, look at this, for I will forgive the bad things they've done. 
He'll forgive them. But notice what else he says. And I will remember their mistakes no more. And if he doesn't remember our mistakes, what's he done with them? What's that word? Yeah, but hang on. If you don't remember something, they say, oh, have you? Not only will he forgive them, but he'll forget about them. Have you ever done something wrong and you feel bad about it? And later on, somebody says, and what about what you did the other day? And they keep reminding you of it. Have you ever had that? Well, that doesn't happen with God. Because when he forgives them, he deliberately forgets them. That's right. Hey, that's fantastic, isn't it? That, I reckon that's really good. Now, look, here's another promise. He says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back. Now, Jesus is gone, hasn't he? He says, I will come back and take you also may be where I am. So one day, he's going to take us to be with him. Now, when we're with him, when you're with God, does anything die when it's with God? No. Hey, that means if we're with God, how long are we going to live for? What was that again? Forever. Forever. And hey, does that mean you're going to get old like me? No. You'll just live forever and not get old. Hey, doesn't that sound good? I'd hate to live forever now because I get very old. But to live forever with God and not get old, that would be terrific. Is that a good promise? And what sort of moment of a promise too? Okay. Can you see how the treasure chest is full of these jewels that are promises that God makes to us? This is really good. And remember, he said, I will be a father to you. And you will be my right sons and daughters. Now, sons and daughters, they live with their parents, don't they? That's why God wants us to live with him. And how long does he want us to live with him again? And when you read in the Bible and it says eternal life or everlasting life, that's what it's talking about, that God wants to give you Because you are his friends. That's right. And he is your best friend. And that's what we learn in that treasure chest, the Bible. Now, I want to tell you a story. I like telling stories. And this story is about a man called Frank. What was his name? And I want you to listen to the story and I want you to be able to tell me what Frank's greatest treasure was. Okay? Now, Frank lived in England and when he was alive, a war broke out in America. America had split into two countries and they fought a war against each other. And one side wore blue uniforms and the other side wore grey uniforms and Frank went over to America and he joined the army and wore a blue uniform. You wore a blue uniform and joined that army if you didn't believe in slavery and so he did and when he joined the army they put him in this section here and that's an actual photo of the section he was in 
when he was in it. So he might be one of the people in that photo. Or if he's not, he would know those people. And it was called the New York Heavy Artillery. Now look at that cannon. Can you see that big gun there? Does it look heavy? I reckon it does. Can you see why they called it the New York Heavy Artillery? Because the guns were so heavy. Well, anyway, Frank joined there. And when he joined, he was given a Bible. Now, the Bibles back there were bigger than the Bibles we have today. And they also had lots of other stuff in them, like prayers and things like that, that they could read. And they'd put the Bible in their pack. And they didn't ride in trucks or cars or anything. To get anywhere, they had to They had to walk. And they had to have all this stuff in their pack on the in the pack on their back and they had to carry a heavy gun and they felt. They sure did. And so the soldiers would look in their pack and say, Is there anything here we can throw away to make our packs lighter? And unfortunately, a lot of them used to take out their Bibles and they would throw them away to make their packs lighter. But guess who Frank's best friend was? Yes. And so do you think he threw his Bible away? No. He loved reading his Bible. So he kept his Bible. Now his pack might have been heavier than the others when he walked along, but he liked his reading his Bible too much to learn about Exactly. And so he kept it there. Now, one day, Frank and all the other rest in the army, they went into a battle and they fought a big battle and they lost. And when they lost, they had to try and get away as quick as they could. And so that's called a retreat. And so they went to go as quick as they could. But, you know, they didn't have any cars and trucks, did they? So how did they have to get away? They had to walk. But hang on. Frank was in the section that had those really heavy cannons, those really heavy guns, and they had to take those guns with them because the enemy wanted those big guns more than anything else. But hey, if you're taking those big guns and they're just being pulled on carts by horses, are you going to be able to keep up with the rest of the army? And so as the army went, the part where Frank was with the big guns, it got closer and closer and closer to the back of the army and the enemy was chasing them. And this suited the enemy. They thought, oh, now those big guns are at the back. We might be able to catch those big guns and get them. And just as they thought, oh, maybe we'll be safe from the enemy, they came to a big wide river. Now, if you take a big, heavy gun like that and put it in the river, what's it going to do? So what they had to do is they had to chop down some trees and they had to tie a log to either side of the gun. And then they had to put them in the river and the horses that were pulling them, they had to get the horses to swim across the river and pull the big guns with them. Now, do you think horses would swim very fast, pulling a big gun like that, floating in the river? And so the soldiers had to sit on the horses and say, come on, come on, come on, come on. But the trouble is, to chop down trees, 
and tie them to the big guns and then get them. And who was just behind them? The enemy. And so they got the big guns into the river and they were floating across and sitting on their horses and the enemy arrived at the bank they just left. And the enemy thought, oh, if we can stop them getting across the river, we'll get those big guns. So they started shooting at the, ho- at the soldiers who were sitting on the horses. And one of those soldiers sitting on the horses was? Was Frank. And Frank heard bullets going, Past him, and then all of a sudden he felt whack. He felt one hit him in the back. Now, soldiers, when they're fighting in a battle like that, sometimes they don't feel it when a bullet hits them till later. And because he was in water, could he tell if he was, how much he was bleeding? No, he couldn't. So he just hung on and hung on while the uh, horses swam and these men were still shooting. And they got to the other bank. And when they got to the other bank, Frank said to his friends and the medics there to look after him, he said, quick, have a look at my back. I got hit by a bullet because the bullets hit really hard. And so he took his pack off and they looked at his back. And guess what? There was no mark. And they had a look at his pack and there was a big bullet hole going, Straight into his pack. And so Frank and the men with him, they started pulling things out of his pack. They pulled out a bit of food and there was a bullet hole going through it. And then they pulled out some clothes and there was a bullet hole going through it. And then they pulled out his Bible. And when they pulled out his Bible, guess what? Who said that? Well, you're right. The bullet was stuck in the Bible. Had his Bible saved his life? What would have happened if he hadn't loved his Bible and he'd thrown the Bible away like the other? And so his Bible had saved his life. Now, Frank thought that was really wonderful. And when he came to Australia, he brought the Bible with him to Australia, still with the bullet stuck in him, in it. And he kept that Bible all his life still with the still with the bullet in it. And when he died, it was put in a small museum in western New South Wales. And hey, what do you think Frank's greatest treasure was? Who reckons his Bible? And Hey, wouldn't you treasure something that had saved your life? But what if he hadn't loved his Bible? What would have happened? He would have died. But because he loved his Bible, do you know who I think made the bullet stick in the Bible? Yeah, I think so, don't you? And so it saved his life. Now, if I was to say to Frank, Frank... What is the most, the greatest treasure in the world? What do you reckon Frank would say to me? I reckon so. And I'm sure he thought the Bible was a real treasure because in the Bible he could read about his best. Because 
God was his best friend. You see, the Bible is a real treasure, isn't it? Now, are you wondering how I know whether that's a true story or a made-up one? How? Actually, there's a bit more truth in that. The reason I know that's a true story is Frank was my great-grandfather. Frank was my great-grandfather. So that's a true story. And if Frank hadn't loved his Bible, guess who wouldn't be here today? Yeah. So are you going to be like Frank and have the Bible as your greatest treasure? And get to know the person who the Bible tells you about and have him as your best friend. Righto, get to know God and have him as your best friend. And if you want to ever wonder, is the Bible a real treasure? Just think about Frank because he shows us that the Bible is a real treasure.